I'm Connery. She's Amish. Hansen. And I'm Brennan, your weird cousin who mysteriously gets cuter when he puts on an Amish hat to Klein. <laughs> I did think his Amish his Amish fashion just like fit well. Like it's it like did. oh he looks he does look he looks nice. Yeah, it, he doesn't belong in our world. Yeah, he found what worked for his body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is being Amish. <laughs> being Amish worked best for his body. Uh, and this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Sometimes we cover films about suburban encounters with otherworldly demons. Other times we cover films about rural encounters with faux Amish folk and Smeagol cosplayers. <laughs> Smeagol cosplayers, that's good. <laughs> and uh, if those hints aren't any uh, help, if it's any in- no indication of what we're reviewing, and you haven't been looking at your feed saying, hey, we just covered... Six Paranormal Activity movies. Maybe you didn't know they're making a new one. Yeah. there was just, like, one trailer, and there wasn't a lot of advertising, yeah, I, so I, I get it. I think you'd be forgiven for not knowing. Did you guys see the new trailer where it's just, like, footage taken inside people's homes watching Paranormal Activity next of kin, like what they did with all the other Is movies? It? Yeah. Really? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it just people sitting on the couch eating popcorn and being unmoved? Yeah. Yeah, being unmoved, pretty much. There's, there's like, oh... Oh, there's just a dad who's like asleep <laughs> with a Dunkin' Donuts commercial on the background. Yeah, everyone, everyone's just sitting at their couches, and Katie just goes through every frame, snapping their necks behind them. A better movie. Yeah, yeah. I think anything's anything's a better movie. But we're covering Paranormal Activity: Next of Kin, hot off the press onto Paramount Plus. Streaming uh, service. Would we call this one Par- Paranormal Plus? That's that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the code name for this one. But uh, you've heard him talk already with us today. He's a movie and TV news writer at Screen Rant and former co-host of the Attack of the Queer Wolf podcast, Brennan Klein. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. You're welcome. Um, you have a whole. You're on a. You were on a podcast that was like wholly dedicated to horror, basically. Yes, a- as is my life. <laughs> yeah, so we're just a a meager franchise podcast where we just cover all sorts of different things. So I'm sure you'll have a lot of uh, more a keener eye to a lot of horror related things that we may have questions about. Well, I'm 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 here for you in that regard. And look, I I, I think expanding your horizons is always good. So I, I could Absolutely. I could do with more of that anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're starting yeah. to see the end of the end of the horror horizon, and it's it's this. <laughs> I, I will always horror is always a part of my life, but I, I should watch other things also at some point. <laughs> so you're saying I can book you for the Super Mario Brothers movie episode that we'll inevitably do. Right? Actually, That's what you're saying I've <laughs> actually been looking for a reason to watch that movie, so I would do it. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, good. It's, yes. it's in my two watch DVD shelf right behind me. <laughs> oh, good. Nice. We'll have to do it whenever the uh, new Mario Brothers movie comes out, where Chris Pratt. Is not Italian. He's normal now. Well, neither is John Leguizamo, <laughs> to be fair. That's, That's a true. good point. <laughs> it was funny on Twitter, on like film Twitter that day, when everyone's just like, oh, where's our Italian representation or whatever? <laughs> just like, everyone's just like kind of joking about it. Uh, there's just, there's so many deeper problems with Chris Pratt being Mario than that. that it's, yes, it's not even in my top five. <laughs> No, Absolutely. 
No, it's more so like I don't know if you saw that meme, but um, somebody made like a fake post, like an, a fake news article where Chris Pratt's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be Mario, and I'm not. I'm just gonna use my normal voice. He's not Italian anymore. He's normal now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the world is made up of two kinds of people: Italian and normal. And normal, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Italian so, and normal. I mean, honestly, I could care less whose voice is Mario. Uh, I mean... Yeah, Mario's Japanese sure? when you really get down to it. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just yeah. go full hand with that? That'd be great. Does Mario have dual citizenship? I imagine so. Yeah. Does he have... Is he like The Italian Mushroom Japanese? Kingdom and... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Bowser's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even Italian. He's like, I'm here so fucking He's... often. I might as well get my citizenship in Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all of this has so much to do with, uh, what's the demon's name? Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Asmodeus. And then one time the guy says Asmodeus. Asmodeus so. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't have it. People's bodies. You're right. Yeah. There is a connection to Osmo. Is this, are you hinting at a future episode, Connor? I am. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Don't judge. Say no more. Say yep. no more. Well, we're about 12 seconds away from an Osmosis Jones live action movie, right? Oh, fully. <laughs> I hope so. Like, it's I about to be greenlit. Uh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Uh, what would it be called? Like, just Jones? It's, it's Chris Rock and, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson as, like, the red pill and the blue cell. Oh. There you go. Like, that's easy. Also coming to Paramount Plus. Yeah. (laughs) I looked through their parsley collection of movies, and I was just like, there's nothing here. Well, I mean, before my free trial ends, I'm definitely going to see what iCarly's up to on that new season. Oh, Oh, yeah. But Mm. that's the only thing. Unless you really, really love Star Trek, Paramount Plus doesn't have anything (laughs) for you. They have all the Frasier episodes, too, which I was surprised about. But I was like, I, I own them all already. I'm fine. I don't need it. You have the uh, 4K Ultra HD Frasier. I have the 4K set. revamped director's <laughs> cut edition of all the Frasier episodes. It's, it's the Snyder cut, so it's in 4-3 aspect ratio. Oh, and every episode, every episode is four <laughs> hours long. <laughs> I was about to say, every episode is four hours long. And it's uh, there's a black and white version coming out for each one. Oh called Frasier is Gray. <laughs> Grazier. Grazier! It just cuts back to the dad sitting on his ca- on his chair for, like, doing nothing, watching a show. Exactly. It's good. <laughs> well, before we talk more about Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, because that's obviously what we've been doing, we have to do our usual segment of What's New? <laughs> Connery, mm-hmm. uh, and that is just any new media that we've been consuming. Basically, may it be movies, TV shows, music. Uh, what are the other forms of media? Reading, reading, about reading. <laughs> Book. I forgot about reading so hard that it made my voice crack. <laughs> is reading me media though? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's the first form books. of media. <laughs> I guess so. Other than like storytelling around a fire. <laughs> But I'm going to say, is that more like a storytelling media medium, or is it not media, like like the media, like TV screen? Well, um, media refer the word literally means a variety of mediums. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there you go. Thank you. You're you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You know, I, I, I love 
coming onto podcasts and telling people the definitions of things. If I make a lot of friends that way. <laughs> I love correcting people on their own shows. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, you, you are a, a you're in a good company. Of the media, <laughs> like you, that is your profession. Yeah, basically. So, I guess so. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well warranted. But anyways, what's what's new with everybody, Connery? What do you? What, you start. What are you doing with your you? life? Uh, well. Besides watching Seinfeld, you don't have to bring it up. I'm not going to bring up Seinfeld this time. Uh, what have I been doing? I recently watched Dune in IMAX with a passing and pending guest, Jacob Padilla. Ooh, oh yeah. Did you see that yesterday? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. And by the way, we are recording this the day before Halloween. Yes, so. canonically. But <laughs> release-wise, this is coming out. At some point in November, but <laughs> I think mid-November to be honest. <laughs> but anyways, Dune just came out. You saw an IMAX with with sequel King Jacob Padilla, and uh, we had a really fun time. Uh, I can tell a story the first time I watched this, which was I watched it with Jose and Grayson, and we all took an edible because we thought it'd make the movie more fun. And all it did to me was make me fall asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like so, that's all—that's no, always a mistake. I feel yeah. Like, so I, I, I conked out watching Dune the first time. Then Jake was like, do you want to watch an IMAX? I'm like, there's no way I'll be able to sleep in an IMAX theater with the sound, like, <laughs> shaking my literal chair. Yeah. So. Is it good? You know, uh, I like parts of it, but it feels very, very, very long. And, like, I feel every little bit of that movie. Mm, sounds familiar to something I just watched for this podcast. Oh, yeah, the, the movie we're doing? Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, at least Dune has the excuse of actually being very, very, very long. Yeah, right? <laughs> this thing doesn't have an excuse. There's nothing to do. Although it, but... is, it is 13 minutes longer than any Paranormal Activity movie should be, but it's not yes. It's not Dune size. <laughs> no, it's not Dune time. We're not Dune time here. Dune in time. But, yeah, so that I, I'd give it like a... No, 3.5, 3.8 out of five stars. Like, it was fun. Fine. Three, three and a half sandworms. Three and a half sandworms. Three chopped in half sandworms. <laughs> One man riding a sandworm out of three. But, uh, yeah, there's that. That's that. the and conversion. Then, yeah, <laughs> that's their form of currency, right? Yeah, it's their form of currency. I'll take... The, bon- <laughs> the bones are their money and so are the worms. Yeah, and so are the dollars. They pull your hair up, not out. Um, you should have taken spice instead of uh, edibles. Okay, that's my last bad joke. For it's good. <laughs> don't don't make that promise. Yeah, I'll eat all the spice. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, we need more guests to correct us on the things that like, like that wasn't a technical correction, but it's true. I will just keep saying. No, I, just, yeah, I don't want you to end up in this. legal hot water. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that someone will sue you for that. <laughs> he promised it was his last one. He promised. <laughs> Does a man's word mean nothing anymore? Yeah, a verbal contract is binding in the state of California. So <laughs> that's right. This is a two-way recording. Mm-hmm. A two-way <laughs> recording. But yeah, I'm trying to remember the last thing I did. Oh, I I started playing the new Guardians of the Galaxy game. That ooh, my nose. I started sound as nasally as that was. But you know, it was it's it's decent so far. I'm not having fun. I'm just in the opening chapter, but still, I'm like, oh, we this could be fun. Uh, is does it 
is Star Lord totally different, or is it like a Chris Pratt sound alike? Uh, he is totally different. He sounds more like uh, Mario. He like, <laughs> sounds like Mario. <laughs> I'm like he kind of looks like if Garth got his act together from uh, Wayne's World. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he kind of looks like to me, and maybe what he sounds like a little bit. But other than that, he's kind of more like '80s rocker than like a weird space boy. Okay, so like a random gem in the holograms character. <laughs> yes, yes, like that. So he definitely has that feel to him. And then everyone else kind of has their more comic book look, or like Drax is more green, Gamora is more green, and Rocket has a weird like beard that he ties in a braided knot and. Groot has weird branch hair. I don't really know what's up with that. It's a, it's a little unsettling. I, I watch, looking at them, I was like, this doesn't seem right or look right, but I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, that's how they are designed and how they look. Square Enix did it, so that's why they probably made them look a little like, edgier and cooler oh. or extra. The Final Fantasy peoples. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So they're going to make everyone look a little extra. Uh, have you run into any fun outer space characters like Howard the Duck? And or Benicio del Toro. <laughs> I, I long to run into both of them, but I'm not sure. I've yet to run an anybody cool yet. The most I've fought so far is a little gooey green ball that jumps around chasing you. So Flubber? Yeah, I fought Flubber. <laughs> Robin Williams was hot on his tail. But I guess that's that's all that's new with me. Tyler, what's new with you? Um, I, you know, it's the second time I've seen it, but I've just been watching a lot of spooky movies that, like, got to be a bit, a bit too much at a certain point. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to watch a lot more horror movies. Yeah. Well, I'm and, very uh, proud of you. Thank you. Uh, and I was, like, watching too many 70s psychedelic horror films. Not necessarily psychedelic, but just, like, too much sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, and also my girlfriend, Lily Young, uh, passed an impending guest. <laughs> Always the secret third co-host of this podcast, of course. Uh, she's like, hey, let's just watch Hubie Halloween. It's been a year since it came out, and it's Halloween time. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, I remember I, I never finished it the first time. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I wasn't engaged with it. because, Especially with like a lot of Adam Sandler movies in the past decade. Especially the Netflix ones have been very bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Uncut Gems is a totally different thing. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like that movie. I think it's kind of underrated. Uh, and it's kind of an Adam Sandler cinematic universe movie in a way, because they mentioned like the O'Doyles, I think it is, from uh, uh, Happy, or no, uh, Billy Madison, and uh, there's references to other Adam Sandler characters. That's um, interesting. So it's like Adam, they're like multiple Adam Sandlers running around one universe? Uh, probably. What a grim yeah. prospect. Yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, thankfully, Rob Schneider is nowhere to be seen in this movie, um, but uh, a lot of classic shirts worn by June Squibb, uh, who plays his mom. Uh, Wait, but yeah. What is? What do you mean, classic shirts? I was gonna um, let that go, but yes, elaborate. No, I just I desperately <laughs> want to know what you mean. I have, to, I have to pull up what they say. Okay, but they're all just like like you know, in Birds of Have you seen Birds of Prey? Yeah, like the um. Uh, I can't even remember the character, but she's a cop or, or whatever, and she Renee wears the shirt. Montoya. Yes. Yeah. See, I write about this shit, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, of course. Uh, wait, you don't write about Hubie Halloween, though? No, generally comic book <laughs> movies and franchises. So when Hubie Halloween 2 comes, which it will, um, we'll probably write about that. Impending. We'll have you on for that. Um, no, thank so you. So she wears a shirt. <laughs> we'll force you to. No, I'm just um, the first shirt she wears has Boner Donor on it. That's a classic gets, shirt? Yeah, she wears one that says, Kayaking Gets Me Wet. Okay, so these are like uh, enormous Johnson kind of t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my favorite probably, like I, I can't reveal them all because then you won't watch the movie. But um, <laughs> You're right, that's, has... that's going to hold me yeah, back. Yeah, don't spoil the third act t-shirt that June Squid wears. <laughs> I won't, don't worry. But I, I will spoil my favorite. Uh, it has a target on it, and it says, if you can read this, you're in fart range. <laughs> oh. So, you know. That's good. It's, a, it's, not, it's not a high art by any means, but I did have a good time. Yeah, well, if everything was high art, the world would be extremely boring. Yeah. Agreed. That's true. Like, what if every comedy had to be, like, Annihilation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Lamb. Ooh, I haven't seen that yet. Neither have I. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks weird. Maybe it's a uproarious comedy. I heard it's slap your knee funny. I mean, it, I'm, I would believe it being an Icelandic comedy. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, oh, ho, 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 look at the lamb run. That's not their child. <laughs> what a mix up. Oh, the sheep want them back. <laughs> uh, so Hubie Halloween and... I also watched the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales uh, special. It's like the Halloween special. Um, They'll do Lego Star Wars. will do like those more comedic things for Star Wars. And I mean, like, yeah, obviously it's like a, it's aimed at kids. It's Legos. But uh, hey, a lot of adults like Legos. Don't apologize for things that you like. There you go. Our pal Tate Hollander loves Legos. And I love our pal Tate Hollander. And so by extension, you love Lego. This one yeah. goes out to him. <laughs> <laughs> We're pouring one out for you, Tate. I hope you're listening. These songs are for you. <laughs> we always try. We always call out the same person, so we we need to call out like just new random people. Not random, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyways, Drew in o- in o- Oklahoma. We're calling you out. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad you said. I was like, say Mark from Idaho. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Agua Dulce. I'm like, that's real specific. Agua <laughs> Dulce? Okay. Uh, it's, you know, it's near Santa Cruda. Anyways, uh, it, it was it, it was better than I thought. It's a bunch of, like, you know, alternate stories. It's kind of like the Treehouse of Horror kind of thing mm-hmm. that The Simpsons does. Um, my favorite was, like, an alternate reality where Luke Skywalker joins. Well, why do I have to say Skywalker? I think everybody knows what I mean when I say Luke. Anyways, Luke Skywalker <laughs> joins the Empire instead of the Rebellion, and oh. he, he like, but Darth Vader never really realizes it's his son. <laughs> but uh, there's just a, a few, like, reversed roles and stuff where Leia is, like, the head of the Rebellion, and Obi-Wan doesn't die for some reason, so he's oh. a pilot. Oh. Hmm. So, where does one even watch this? Oh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Who knew? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hubie Halloween's on Netflix, by the way. Mm. But yeah, this is on Disney Plus, and there's another one where it kind of it kind of goes more into detail with uh, Kylo Ren's training with Luke. Okay, uh, that's not addressed at all in the movies. <laughs> um, and Christian Slater voices one of the characters. Okay, like, oh, that's cool. And it's a big Lost Boys parody. 
Ooh, okay. Hmm. So, so vampires? Like an alien. Uh, not quite vampires, but they're like dark side users. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, there's even an, uh, one of the Cantina band members like playing saxophone with his shirt off in Lego Ooh, form. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating worms, Kylo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I had a good time watching both of these uh, lightly spooky tales instead of uh, more hardcore horror. Lily was watching Hereditary the other night. And like, I don't want to watch it. I'm going to go in the other room. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Brandon, what's new with you? Well, see, here's the thing. I did read a book. Um, so, Ooh, wow. Um, I read Girly Drinks by Mallory O'Mara, who, you know, a little plug. She, she was a former guest on Queer Wolf, and she really blew me away. She's a really incredibly smart writer. Um, but yeah, this book, it's a history of, it's a world history of women and alcohol. So it's basically, she was reading all of these histories of alcohol production and consumption. And there'd always be one paragraph about like, what were women up to during prohibition? But she just desperately wanted there to be a book about women, like brewing and inventing and consuming alcohol throughout history. And there wasn't one. So she (laughs) wrote it and it's, it's really good. Um, it's kind of this expansive view of the history of misogyny as viewed through alcohol. And it's, it's Mm. both like, it's, it's really fun and really grim at the same time, but I I highly recommend it. Nice. All right. Um, I'll keep that in mind for sure. That sounds fun. Yeah. And also I watched, uh, I'm watching the Chucky series on sci-fi. Oh, (laughs) how is that? Um, it's really, really cool. Um, it was created by Don Mancini who wrote. Well, he, he created Chucky, and he wrote the scripts for all of them. Well, te- okay, uh, my annoying nerd brain is tell- uh, wants me to make sure that everyone knows that he wrote the story for the first one, which is then the screenplay written by Tom Holland. But then he wrote the scripts for all the other ones. He's been directing them forever um, since 2005. And so this this show is his brainchild, and it's just a very fun kind of kooky, uh, you know, Chucky befriends this uh, gay kid who has a lot of issues at school and basically starts murdering people that the kid doesn't really mind if they were murdered and, you know, (laughs) kind of is ingratiating himself in that way. And then obviously it's going to blow up in his face at some point. Oh, yeah. It sounds... Wait, so Chucky's killing the kids that the other kid doesn't mind are killed? Yeah. Or... Yeah, like his bullies and stuff. Yeah. It almost sounds like kind of Death (laughs) Note-ish. A little bit. Yeah, kind of. Except Chucky is for sure trying to, ter- like, kind of groom this kid to be a killer as well. Oh, <laughs> fun. Gotcha. It's it's very fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so fun. I know there's all sorts of like weird uh, legal stuff. Hey, speaking of legal stuff with a uh, child's play and the Chucky series, I think, yeah. right? Because that they made that that new live action remake, but they don't have the rights to like other things, so that's why they made the TV show. Is that correct? Um, Something like that. To my knowledge, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but as far as I know, <laughs> um, the 2019 one with Mark Hamill as Chucky, um, they were able to make that because uh, that company had the rights to the original screenplay to the movie Child's Play. Um, but the character of Chucky and the continuity of all the sequels is still, as far as I know, owned by Don Mancini. Um, so it's very complicated. Gotcha. Um, Child's, yeah, Child's Play is definitely like the next, it's right on the tip of my tongue. That's not the exact, that's not the correct phrasing, (laughs) but basically it's like, 
I just keep seeing it on HBO Max or wherever, and I'm like, that's the next series I gotta watch, because last year I watched all the Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. all the Halloweens, and I'm like, alright, I'm going through all the main, like, whatever, like, do people consider that the big three, like, them, oh, and I watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and mm-hmm. I'm like, alright, I gotta start branching out to, like, Child's Play, Chucky, and, uh, I don't know, I should probably do that before I get to Leprechaun and stuff, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and if you're going for, like, a Latter-day Horror franchise, um, <laughs> Chucky is one of the best, um, because it has a really consistent vision, because, like I said, Don Mancini's kind of guiding it through the whole time, and he keeps kind of turning it on its head and kind of making it something completely different and fresh. Um, and that's one of the few franchises where there are multiple sequels that are better than the original film. Um, oh, cool. And basically, of any of the franchises that started after, you know, 1985, um, if I had to, like, you know, pick a random one out of a bag and watch it and know that I'm going to have a good time, I'd either go with Child's Play or Final Destination, so you're a... Uh, you're in good hands with with those. <laughs> yeah, we just covered Final Destination. That's um, true. Right oh, before this. Oh, really? The the whole all five of them? Yeah, we did yeah. all five. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite one? Uh, I mean, I the uh, you know the original is my number one favorite, but I have a soft spot yeah. for three and five. Also, I just yeah. I really like mm. all of them. I even like the really stupid fourth one. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, fourth one's <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> But just the fifth one, the, the reveal at the end, Ooh. I was just like, this is one of the best like franchise turns. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Was all, my f- it all comes together. It's delightful. So yeah, Child's Play should be high on your list if you're considering a horror franchise next. Sweet. Thank mm. you for the recommendation. You're welcome. There you go. Um, and yeah, I'll have to check out that Girly Drinks book because that's, that's very interesting to me and, and I'm assuming uh, to Lily as well because she likes... I don't know. She's just always made into cocktails and stuff and generally she i don't i don't know exactly you know the contents of the book and everything but like you're saying i'm sure there's just been like historical misogyny especially probably around like bourbon and whiskey and stuff yeah well i would assume the the really interesting thing that she kind of uncovers is that generally a lot of the drinks that people view of as manly now were invented by (laughs) women and like Uh. almost exclusively consumed by women until men took it and they're like this is ours now you're not cool enough (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any examples? I'm just, I'm really curious, like, or you're like, or are you going to like, well, read the book and find out? Well, I mean, essentially that's the history of most liquors because, oh. you know, the, the people who were like traditionally, you know, at home making food and making drinks were women. Um, yeah, good point. So there weren't a lot of men, you know, in that space, just like out there inventing alcohol because <laughs> that's, that wasn't their sphere. Um, historically. And then the thing that's really interesting is that like most things that are gendered in society, things swap back and forth all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, like originally like big drinks with like fruit piled off the top of them was a thing that men would have at gentlemen's clubs. Um, Mm -hmm. and basically what Mallory O'Mara does is she traces kind of the history of how drinks are gendered throughout history and across the world. And it's really, really interesting. Yeah, it's very compelling. I like this. Dang. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes, too, because, like, that sounds like something I definitely want to read as well, and probably other people, too, because, I mean, just in my own personal experience, like, uh, Lily will pr- usually prefer, like, bourbon or whiskey or something, and I like gin usually more, and, um, I don't know, just usually drinks that are 
just the gendering of alcohol is very personally interesting to me, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you will really like the book. Sweet. Uh, I guess we should talk about this movie now, right? Yeah. Do you know what other kinds of books are? Evil books are in this movie. <laughs> uh, the Book of Saw. Oh, crap. Wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Book of Saw. Next of kin from the Book of Saw. Yeah. It might as well be. It's about as related to paranormal activity as Spiral is to Saw. Well, I mean, Asmodeus might be like Toby's cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, is it Toby or not Toby? Have you have you seen all the paranormal uh, activities, Brandon, or, or some of them besides this one? I, I, I have seen all of them. Well, except for there's like a weird one called Paranormal Activity Tokyo Nights that both is and isn't part of the franchise. I have not seen well, that what? one. Right. Um, It's like yeah. a... I think it has Katie Featherston in it, but it's like a Japanese mm. film. It it's mysterious to me, and I have I still have to track it down. Mysterious is the key word there. That does sound interesting. Yeah, I I definitely have looked into it, and it's definitely like ooh, gotta hold this in the in my ammo pouch for if we ever launch a a Patreon. That's the episode. Oh yeah, that that's franchise. the kind of thing that's perfect <laughs> yeah. for that. Um, so I haven't seen that, but all of the like extant kind of like American paranormal activity films I've seen. And I've seen in the theater starting with the third one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had never seen any of these in theaters. So I kind of wish I watched at least the first, like, some of the earlier ones. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, I just, like I said, I didn't get into horror really until the past, like, two or three years. That's okay. Everybody, like, everybody comes to it at their own time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, what was, what was, we'll start with you, Brandon. What was your overall impression of this film? <sighs> Okay, well, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm particular. I'm I'm not a devotee of like franchise continuity has to do this. Like I like when a sequel yeah. kind of does its own thing. Even though I mm-hmm. I do like recurring characters or like some sort of element to be consistent, but I don't need the tone to be consistent or the story to be yeah. consistent. Um, that said, this is wrong in every way for the paranormal activity <laughs> franchise. <laughs> um. And I, I, I think this movie, like, fundamentally fails to function as a found footage movie. And that's something you need to do in order to be a paranormal activity movie. That's just what mm-hmm. yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it fails to function in lots of ways. But uh, that's my general uh, critique. <laughs> there was so many times during this movie where just, like, you know, I, I mainly do camera work. Uh, and just like, so many times where I'm like, that shot, like... I was, I was trying to, like, not be too annoying about it. I'm like, that shot wouldn't be there. That shot wouldn't be. Like, what do you do? Install, like, eight GoPros on the dinner table? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like, saying, oh. too. That's what I was, I was like. These shots don't make sense. There's a, literally a scene where she's confronting Sarah in the end. And there are two cameras. I'm like, there's one camera in this scene. Why are there two different angles? Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's infuriating because uh, the paranormal, like, any found footage movie, the camera is a character. Like, it, mm-hmm. it is asking you to be paying attention to the camera and to who's holding it and to what it's looking yeah. at. And so when it takes you away from that kind of diegetic space, it's really distracting. And this is mm-hmm. it's jarring. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is confusing, like, what's diegetic and what's not, because there's so many times when, like, for example, when the shotgun, like, the, the old, like, not Amish guy fires the shotgun at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes, like, an ear-ringing sound, but I'm like, oh, but... 
I mean, that makes sense if it was the character, but we're looking at this through a camera. So, yes. like, it, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen to a camera. There's no ears on a camera. Yeah. It's ringing. And then the reverse of that happens when they're uh, getting in the, the pig pen to hang out with the piglets, where he's, like, right. poking the boom mic at the pig, but the, no- the, the noise of the pig is not getting any louder. Right. <laughs> it's just still <laughs> ambient pig noises. <laughs> there's there's so many things that i could pile on right now maybe we should go like i'll sprinkle them in but also they're reviewing footage on like a giant ipad type thing i want one of those that looks wild (laughs) (laughs) but uh, they're just they have a generator i guess but it's like there's so many things i could go into detail with a lot of just technical things but i don't want to be uh i don't want to harp on it too much but i'll sprinkle it in for sure (laughs) but uh connery what did you think uh you know I enjoyed the physical manifestation of Asmodeus towards the end. I was like, I kind of enjoyed seeing it more so. Mm-hmm. And then I, I liked the whole thing with the whole community on fire and everyone's freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, the Amish I gone like, wild set piece. Amish gone, gone wild, wild. exactly. Uh, L- Lily was watching this as well, and she described it as the not, not scary farm ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it totally was that. And I was like, I feel like I'm in Resident Evil 4 right now. That's what it felt like to me. You literally had an old one with a hatchet like running around. I'm like, I eh, just Resident Evil 4. This is fun. Uh, but <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but I, it, it's certainly not scary. Like, if anything, I was like, I, maybe this franchise wants to do a thing where we have Toby in the world as of Ghost Dimension. Asmodeus is walking around now in 2021 and like in a human body that he maybe likes to hang out in now. And I was like, maybe they want to do the all seven princes. Maybe that'd be like, if this was successful, they would do the other five princes, I guess. And I see where the machine is going, but this movie is just so unbelievably dull most of the time. Yeah, there's uh, it's very... Like at least there's there's always a problem in like the second act of a paranormal activity movie where it just really kind of lulls mm-hmm. at least for me and but usually at least there's some like build up in the beginning um obviously in ghost dimension it happens way too fast for yeah. me at least where it's just like here's all the ghost stuff but <laughs> this kind of just does nothing for a very long time and then mm-hmm. it all hits the fan at the end which at least that was fun at the yeah. end, but there's just like, I, I was a half hour through this movie. I'm like, this has got to be like an hour in, right? I'm like, oh, God. No. I, I think I did that left. the exact same time you did. I paused. I was like, okay, I'm only 20 minutes in. Holy shit. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my my grim moment of staring into the, the crevasse was when she's uh, descending down the tunnel for the first time. And oh, yeah. I paused it to go to the bathroom, and there was 40 minutes left of the film. And I was like, <laughs> sweet Jesus. What? <laughs> like, is she, and then, you know, she doesn't see anything. Yeah, and you know, for a you know, if you're making a movie like Blair Witch where it's all about implication, that's fine. But if mm-hmm. you're making a movie where literally five minutes ago we saw a two-headed goat, she needs to see something in the tunnel, yeah, right? Yeah, a CG two-headed goat that they're killing. I mean, not that it's like <laughs> that was pretty whatever. bad. C- CG inherently isn't a problem, but it also just doesn't help with the found footageness. No. Unless you're going full Cloverfield, I guess. <laughs> like you're making a monster that doesn't exist, you know. As opposed to a two-headed goat. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, accidents happen. In the, <laughs> yeah. In the I mean, community. those exist. You have those weird, like, two-headed cows, or something like two, more like two-faced cows, or whatever, where it's like just a face oh, yeah, growing yeah. out of a face. <laughs> but this one, was, this one was pretty pristine, though. It was like something oh, yeah. like Clash of the Titans. Yeah, it's it's like Perseus has got to kill that thing. <laughs> 
Actually, now that you mention it, weirdly pristine for a newborn also. Oh, yeah. It was very clean. It was slick with CGI wetness. (laughs) That's some Godzilla rain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just looking... Like, I... I like the look of this film. At the same time, it doesn't mesh at all with like a found footage movie. Oh, like, no. oh this is like a well shot movie. Like it's, it's like there's a certain point when she's like, oh, this is my DP to like the I, I don't remember his name. He's like the other, he's like the main guy. Her boyfriend, um, Chris. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's like he. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I'll be annoying again for a second, but it's just like, oh, like if he's like a DP, he's like pretty bad at like camera operation, but. <laughs> He's a really good colorist. Yes. <laughs> like, the movie looks really cinematic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. He he did survive to go on to color correct this footage, I guess. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they yeah. both did. Yeah. I was like, we have survivors for once, which I thought I'd like, but I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, thank God I survived that like horrific thing that I'll never forget. Anyways, now to put this into DaVinci Resolve suite and <laughs> start color grading all of this. Get just that right blue on a horrific monster of Sarah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, how, did, how did it get to this point? <laughs> how did it get here? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, because I mean, like, um, like, Christopher Landon wrote this. He also wrote and directed the fifth one, and he wrote two through four, I mm-hmm. believe, if I'm not yeah. to be correct. Yeah. But, um, so he, he kind of like is like the lore guy, it seems. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and I get like taking it to a rural area to like change it up, but that's one thing with this franchise I kind of would like to say. That, like, I just have always liked the suburban aspect of it. Yeah, the idea that's happening right, right under your nose is scary. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, I... I Okay, I I I'm, I feel in a weird position because uh like Christopher Landon is someone I've worked with on podcast stuff in the past, Ooh. um but also he makes great movies and this one I just I it it feels not of a piece with the other work that he's done in anything mm-hmm. and especially in the paranormal activity realm and I feel like this was totally just a lark where it's like oh I'm in quarantine I'm gonna write you know one script every five days and this is one of them maybe (laughs) i could see that for sure um Um, but yeah it it, it's just so like it feels like clinically separate from the paranormal activity universe yeah it it is always impressive to me when someone from the franchise like they've been with it for a while um come back and do change a lot of things um or at least try to make it different. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking, like mm-hmm. uh, like Martin Campbell directed Goldeneye and Casino Royale, and like I think those are both kind of like classic James Bond movies, but in very different ways. Yeah, and and like I said, and that is something that uh, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but that is what Don Mancini does with Chucky too. So it's like yeah. that, there's not fundamentally something wrong with wanting to shake things up, especially because the paranormal activity mythology is such an absolute clusterfuck. Um, especially after the ghost dimension. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, how do you follow on any of that? Um, Yeah, that becomes like an omen kind of thing uh, or something like, is it? I get the omen and uh, there's another one that's like it. The exorcist? (laughs) No. Well, the omen's one where he grows up to be a politician, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's Sam Neill. Yeah. Right. So he is kind of like that where it's just like, oh, if like the... 
a, a, a prince of hell comes to earth like he's gonna wreak havoc or maybe it's just like the tv show lucifer maybe he's just like a chill guy and like solving mysteries. Know, he's looking at he's looking at people making them kill themselves i don't think he's very chill oh you're right <laughs> um never mind maybe one of them is <laughs> maybe one of them's like that maybe he wants to help humanity movie 246 of paranormal activity well look if they make another one i don't think we're gonna see asmodeus in it no it'll be one of the other princes like i guarantee it in fact they'll they'll they're gonna skip around america until i don't i don't know some like big avengers like event happens yeah i would love to see all the seven princes of hell like come as different types of people like Mm -hmm. Yeah. Asmodeus is an Amish man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's an Amish twunk and the, the little girl from the ghost dimension. Yep, she's got yeah. Toby with her. Right. Um, we just need five more. Five more movies. Being... That that's, that that just sounds like a threat. Like that's too many. <laughs> five more. Well, it's like Breaking Dawn Part Two, and all the vampires come from all over the world, and they have really specific powers. They're basically yeah. like X Men. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like my that's my monkey's paw wish for the franchise. Yeah, no. Um, if they're doing this, it should be like an HBO miniseries. Um, yes, and there's one prince per episode, and they all come together for a couple episodes. Each one thirty minutes long. Hell yeah! Brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of like American Gods-ish or something like that. Yes, except it's all about Satan and, like, devil shit. Yeah. I like that. I like it, too. I think we could sell this. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll call Chris. Yeah, I was like, call Chris. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know he also did the Happy Death Day movies. I haven't seen those yet, but I, I hear... Oh, those are fun. Things. Those movies are yeah. superb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I saw the first also. one. The first one's great. Yeah. Um, but the director of this is William Eubank. Uh, he also did that movie Underwater, which uh, came out last year during the pandemic. I think he just went to HBO Max or something like that. Yeah, it came out January um, 2020, so you could have seen it in theaters. <laughs> right. That's like one of the last ones. It was like that and that spy movie with Dave Bautista where he's like a spy oh, dad. No, that one never oh, yeah. made it. Oh, it didn't? Okay. Like, it was so on the cusp, and then it got shunted to Amazon a couple months later, I think. <laughs> Was that what yeah. you call like I Spy or something like I think that? It was or? My, my Spy? My Spy. I don't huh. think anyone in the universe watched that movie. I don't think anyone wanted to. I've... Now you're just challenging me to watch it. Now I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> okay. So when you make My Spy 2, you'll be ready. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, now I got to do it. And then I'll be like, uh, why did I do this? It wasn't... They'll show that to the board and be like, look, one person watched this. We can make another. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Dave Bautista and stuff, though. <laughs> he's a nice, like, franchise addition. He's, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's kind of, like, more main character. He's in Spectre, James Bond movie. Yeah. He's in yeah. Do- uh, Blade Runner 2049. Right. I'm surprised he's not in Dune. Everyone's he in Dune. He is in Dune. Oh, he is in Dune? Yeah, he's in Dune. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Well. Haha. You stand confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I got to correct Tyler for once. It feels good. <laughs> Okay, wait, but so what, were, what are we even talking about? <laughs> we're talking about Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin. I was going to say there's one part in this movie that made me both laugh and kind of immediately know what I was in for right from the get-go. Is when the girl, what's her name? Margo. Uh, Margo. Margo says, is, she's doing the initial interview. She's like, I know it's about like, it's a documentary about me meeting my family. I know it's like pretty self-indulgent. I'm like, 
you know it's it's already a documentary about you. You don't have to announce to everyone this is self-indulgent. <laughs> we know it's self-indulgent. Like you're not liberating yourself from anything. It's just it just set the tone for me being like, I know what this is gonna be now. Yeah, and well see, she needs to find her family and learn where she came from because she doesn't have a personality on her own. <laughs> That's very true. She's so she's bread without butter. She's yeah. just nothing <laughs> without the without the butter like, that the Amish churn. Yeah. yeah. No, when, when the na- na- when nameless Amish woman number five has more texture than the main character of the movie, <laughs> a little bit of a problem. When the woman peeling her own skin, which is like what I onion. debated doing halfway through this movie. Oh my god. You almost yeah. went like full Hellraiser. That, that's such a cool image, but also nothing comes of that. It's just like, no, like, here, here's something to look at for two seconds. That's the only part that made me actually go, ah, like I actually screamed a bit. Yeah. Like seeing that, like it was scary. And, but then nothing really happens with it. Like it, it's just left an empty thread. Yeah. That's, that's what Lily was saying too. Like, especially that scene. It's like, oh, that's like just it's inherently a creepy like imagery but mm-hmm. they don't really address it at all they don't address a lot of things in this movie that well, are just like oh that'd be a cool idea but then they don't really go anywhere with yeah it. and do you ever see her again it, no it, no yeah she's i don't think you see her before either she's just there for that moment and then she yeah it's like, like she has served her function to be a little little scary and then she's gone <laughs> how do you guys feel about Chekhov's hole in the farm uh the, the ch- yeah the trap door that's fine yeah i mean <laughs> didn't end up being as cool as i thought it would be um yeah. but i liked that they had a setup and a payoff mm-hmm. congrats do you guys do you, i know i was like they better use that hole and they use the holes like thank christ anyway i like but, where he's just like uh there's holes everywhere around here i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> is that foreshadowing to the tunnel <laughs> probably he's like in case you find a hole that's normal yeah. Also, yeah, but also, I don't need a tunnel and a trapdoor. Like, right? There's, there's plenty of stuff for them to fall out of that. I, it just it feels redundant. Do you guys think this cult was good secretly? Uh like was I, that I the think... twist of the movie that they were being good, holding back this very real demon? That's what it seemed like to me. Um, what did you guys think? I mean, the, I get there. You know. Uh, the the worst things are done with the best intentions. Like I think they, yeah. I think that the 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 end that they're seeking is good, but the way that they do it is completely out of control. Yeah, <laughs> they lock the someone in the hole. But I like that because it was kind of funny. I I did like a fake joke to myself. I remember watching the movie and when like Osmodeus falls, Amadeus, Osmodeus, whatever, falls through the hole and lands on like the spike. I was just like, he's free. And then like all of a sudden everyone's losing their minds. And I was like, oh, hey, I was right. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. But. Yeah. That's. I just feel like, you know, they, they thought that they could set up this whole cult with some you know, floor murals that are mysteriously written in English, which doesn't feel right. <laughs> they should be written in German or something, or, or Norwegian, because they say it's a Norwe- based off a Norwegian thing that happened. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm? I uh, forgot they... about that Google moment. <laughs> that get right? <laughs> the very throwaway the Google moment. Oh, hey, can I use your internet? And Just don't like... look up anything weird. It's like yeah, sure. It's like, and then they use his computer. I'm like, that's that's not the same thing as using his internet. Like I thought you meant, 
Like, I was just fully waiting for them to be like, uh, all right, cool. Uh, what, what's your Wi-Fi uh, name? Uh, what's the password? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a really long, drawn-out scene of them trying B2 to connect. B two four one nine nine. It's cinema like, verite, baby. Yeah, <laughs> cinema verite. It's very tay. Um, but I will say the scariest thing in the movie is that website where the there's white text on a black background, which is my <laughs> least favorite web design <laughs> element ever. What about yellow text on a black background? I mean, anything Oof. on a black background is a problem. <laughs> but, well, I have photosensitivity, so looking at that will instantly give me a headache. Yeah. Um, but also, it's such an overused thing in, like, scary websites like i've been on so many horror movie websites where they're like the one thing they've thought of is to make the background black and i'm like congrats you did it <laughs> yeah did. you gave me a headache yeah when i was really when i was really into like creepy pastas it was always on like a black background oh Ooh, yeah. yeah it's like because it's scarier Ooh. it's like no i'm not being tricked into thinking it's nighttime because my computer screen is black i'm sorry <laughs> tricked into thinking it's nighttime <laughs> uh, it's like what I do to my dog to throw a blanket over his crate, like it's yeah. nighttime. <laughs> yeah, so I just if if I was them looking up as Modius, I would just be like, well, okay, where's the reader view button on this uh, web browser? Like, let's just get the text. I don't need any of this bullshit. I don't need my uh, my mouse pointer to look like an evil wand or whatever. <laughs> I remember those, uh, Connery. I think I can speak for you. That the scariest scene to you was when they met in a Denny's parking lot instead of an IHOP parking lot. Oh, that was the most infuriating scene for me. <laughs> it's really, you're so mad. You're like, I'm an IHOP guy. It's like, get out. No, I, I need to enforce my IHOP beliefs on everybody. I'm with you there. Good, thank you. I was at a Denny's. I had to once? deal with Tyler and like our and Jacob and all of our friends in college being like, no, Denny's. We're always meeting at Denny's. Like, How come IHOP is open 24 hours a day too? There's an IHOP a block away. Well, Denny's is cheaper, but Denny's is also is. the place where I had a full-on crack in my water glass that was just very <laughs> industriously spilling across the entire table, and I was like, <laughs> I seem to have a problem with my water, and they were like, yeah, looks like it, and they just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what, I feel like everyone has some kind of story about like that in Denny's, like, oh, I vomited all over my pancakes in Denny's, and they want to give me a <laughs> refund, or like... <laughs> well, it's either like you go there probably when you're really drunk, and you're like early 20s yeah. i think or it's like or it was a combination of that for me and nostalgia from always going there after a football game in high school mm. uh because i was in marching band so Aww. we had to play at the games uh but, and then we'd all go to denny's after and cause a giant ruckus at the place yeah and theater kids always go to denny's after a play too that's right? true but i've it done is, that it's an institution yeah it's true Connor, you're just like, oh, I'm going to go to IHOP instead, and you're just there. I no, remember yeah, well, heavily asking for IHOP. I'm like, can we do IHOP instead? Like, no. And I'm like, fine, whatever. Well, yeah, if you're an adult human being who's reuniting with a family member, that's an IHOP moment. Yeah, it, it's such an IHOP moment. <laughs> they're, they're, are... it's not... they're not cross-faded at 2 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's such an inappropriate awesome. location or like any other restaurant. Like, how come it's not somewhere nicer? Like, a, I don't know, a Red Robin? <laughs> <laughs> if you uh punch another kryptonian through the restaurant that's an ihop moment that's what i learned from man of steel yeah that's an ihop moment <laughs> <laughs> also a sears moment um right hmm. Hmm. i don't know a scene that stands out for me is the dinner scene there's something going on there at least with, all the, with kids the choir singing. like they're trying to be creepy yeah trying to make it seems like they're creepy. having more fun though I'm like this is very jovial to me they're doing like an amish breakdown where they're like 
Oh yeah, that was interesting. They, the, 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 yeah. the beat dropped. Yeah. <laughs> the beat. Um. Wait. So, did all of those people live in that house? Like, where where are they coming from? Yeah, that's a good question because there's only one house. I just don't I... think it was very well thought through where the other people live. It's not fleshed out enough because it's like there's a throwaway, almost almost a throwaway line that's like should be important. Where it's um, like, oh, there's no young, there's only young people here. And they said that like right after a scene with like an elderly lady. I'm like, yeah, what are you I only see about? old yeah. people. There are so many old people. That's it. Like, are they trying to insinuate that the guy who looks like Donald Sutherland uh, <laughs> is abducting kids to sacrifice to Asmodeus, who is in the body of Sarah? Is that what's happening? I think they're not. They're not sacrificing. Is the thing they're yeah. containing well, it in Sarah. So they just have to, like, feed it that goat thing or, like, do little rituals. Just, like, keep it in check, mostly. Yeah. Like, they definitely... As far as I could tell, they weren't actually, like, murdering people. Yeah. And they only need people, like, in the bloodline of the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the rest of the Paranormal Activity movies, it's, like, the male heir of the curse or whatever. And this... I know it's a reboot, so it doesn't have to necessarily stick to anything. But, um, new demons, new rules. Well, yeah, I um, guess right. Not okay. Th- this is maybe the nerdiest thing I've ever said in my life. But I, I, <laughs> I looked up, I briefly Wikipedia as Modius, and he is a demon who's present in a lot of texts, including uh, Jewish Talmudic texts. Okay. And uh, Judaism is a matriarchal religion, so maybe that's where it's uh, where it's coming from. Okay, oh. cool. All right, I'm getting that. Yeah. Neat. I like the evolution of paranormal activity lore where it's just like yeah i don't know i mean i made this movie in my house and then it just becomes this like full-blown like they keep i think like toby's name is said and not till the third one yeah he's getting he gets named in the third does he because i I don't remember it's been a minute since i've seen them because i yeah because that's back in the day yeah because the third one we go back in time and christy names him toby she's like that's toby's seat Uh and then from there on he's known as toby because I looked on real, real quick on Wikipedia earlier, too. It was like, oh, Asmodeus has something to do with, like, the Book of Tobit. Oh. Which is just oh. Toby. So it's like, oh, did Chris Landon, like, reverse engineer all of this from that? Well, he uh, didn't write the... Wait, oh, wait, no. Never mind. I don't know. I, I don't... You've watched them all, like, this month. So you have a stronger <laughs> memory for it than I do. Yeah, he wrote... Well, he wrote two, two through four. So that's when... I don't know. That is when that's that was when, happening. Like, a lot more lore is built. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you can call him and ask. <laughs> I won't, but... Yeah. I won't! Okay. <laughs> Just losing your contacts, but you've been like, hey, um, I have... You know, the, you the, the reason I have... I keep certain people in my contacts and, you know, I'm not blocked by them is that I don't do things like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, George Lucas, thank you for giving me your phone number. Can we uh talk about Gungans for... Actually, he'd yeah. probably like that. Just talking about Gungans for like four hours. Yeah. That's a different story, though. Mm-hmm. What would you call George Lucas for, Tyler, if you had his phone number? Um, I would ask him. I don't know. I mean, I would only want to talk about the werewolf in the most Eisley Cantina. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good one. I see. I'm stumped because I have so many things I could ask. That yeah, oh, so you know what? Like... No, I would. I would just ask him. Like, if I could actually ask him one thing, I'd just be yeah. like, oh. Uh, not even can I see these experimental films that you've been making ever since you like quote unquote retired, mm-hmm. uh, or it would more, be more so like, would you ever release these one day? Maybe, 
after you are gone or something like that. I wouldn't say like. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's not a great like, question. When, when you're dead, when, can when I you rob your mausoleum? It, can I see your movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just always this one thing that always stands out to me, this video I watch every once in a while, where he just, like, it's like, oh, George Lucas wrecks producer of Jurassic World, and it's, like, Frank Marshall. And Frank, Frank Marshall comes by, he's just like, Jurassic World's made over, like, a billion dollars. Like, he's, like, trying to give George crap. Like, they've been, yeah. like, they've known each other forever. Um, and George Lucas says something like, I will destroy you, or something like that. <laughs> like, really quietly. You. <laughs> but before that he's being interviewed by people it's the force awakens premiere at least one of them and like one of the interviewers is like it's like oh so what do you do now he's like oh i make films uh just for myself and then the the interviewer is just like cackling like so loud i'm just uh-huh. like you you're just being really mean to this guy yeah <laughs> and then george is like and also for my friends it's just like Aww. oh that makes me jealous <laughs> i want to see because he used to make a lot of like tone poemy kind of films mm-hmm. from, like before Star Wars but anyways has nothing to do with paranormal activity nothing to do with Asmodeus there's just so little that happens in this movie there's a little and a lot at the same time going on I f- actually I take that back it's just there's a lot going on but it's not on screen yeah that's yeah. The, that's exactly it it just feels like it just goes on forever and ever and ever. Like, the third trip to that church, I was like, geez, Louise, how come we could have just gone in there the first time? I'm losing my mind. Yeah, and also, um, that, that fi- they, they established that the church is very far from the main kind of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, when they need to get to it for the third act, they just teleport there instantly. <laughs> yeah, they're there so fast. In, like, a mobile blizzard. Nobody's complaining. Yeah, they're also, like, the main character, she's very willing to just... <laughs> break into places all over. And oh, yeah, and they were like, let's move this sacrificial altar and just yeah. shove it out of the way. Yeah. They don't care. They got no respect for nothing. One of the scares is just she hears footsteps above her, and it's like she's like, it's 3 a.m. I'm like, yeah, have you ever lived in an apartment complex? Like, <laughs> yeah, Have you ever lived with a bunch of old people? They're up. Yeah, 800 people live in this house. <laughs> 800 people? <laughs> Man, one of them had to use the bathroom. Give them a break. Yeah, someone is awake. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I have a question. Is there, mm. if there is anything that scared you in this movie, like what is the number one thing? Like, what did you find the scariest out of all the uh, the the manifold uh, situations in this movie? Potato peeling skin. Fair enough. That was the thing that scared me the most in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the most like shocking, I guess. Um, uh, I, I did like the when she hides underneath the bed, and then Donald Sutherland adjacent guy leaves um and then the bed like depresses as if somebody's on it mm. yeah that's a really good yeah that's that was pretty cool yeah that's a good tension building sequence because it is like a spooky yeah. kind of haunting situation yeah mm-hmm. um for me i think the most effective thing it's literally just the production design of the creepy forest church i think that's a mm. good ass yeah. looking creepy church it does look good it's a great design it made me it, think of like brennan have you read a what's it called uh, what, Gideon Falls. It's by Jeff Lemire. No, I haven't. Oh, it, it's kind of similar design to that. Where, like the black barn, this like multi-dimensional like structure going in and out of time and dimensions, Ooh. and it's very creepy aesthetic like that. But it kind of reminded me of that. Basically, this big scary like black structure being like ooh, but just good architecture, good bones. Yeah, and I, I love the kind of like extremely aggressively pointed spire that looks like a claw. Kind of, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it, it's a sharp looking uh, church. Yeah, it's, it's a great design. Like, it just looks fantastic. Like, remember I saw it and I got really excited when I saw it. I'm like, there it is. There's something cool. Whoops. 
<laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um, I I do have to talk about the friend, the sound mixer guy. He's I think he's yeah. the MVP for me in this movie because oh least, for sure. You know he just has a lot of jokes that aren't that like that don't really work, but at least he's trying. He's trying to yep. do something in this movie. He he does uh, have a personality which nobody yes. else does. Mm. He's yeah. my favorite uh, improv. One of my favorite improv comedians. Oh really? Yeah. He does uh, the teacher. He's on the teachers' lounge. This is one of my oh. favorite things. He's in Big Grande. Uh, I love that guy. I think he's hysterical. Is it Dan Lippert? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's he awesome. Rem- and especially in this movie, like the vibes and everything, he just rem- he he felt like, uh, you know, Ralph Innocent. He plays like the dad in The Witch. He has a really uh-huh. deep, gravelly voice. Oh yeah, he looks kind of a lot like him. And he he's does. Also very tall. I'm like, this is like the son of the dad from The Witch. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like if if Ralph Innocent and Adam Driver had a like gangly baby. <laughs> baby. He had like berries and cream hair at one point in that, this movie that's, that that's made me laugh good. really hard. That's pretty good for, for like half the movie. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, berries and cream hair, fun. Yeah, he like cuts his hair to be Amish, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what? And they're, they're like, it suits you. You do look Amish. He's like, huh. <laughs> what did you think about the one scene where they acknowledge that COVID exists? Oh, uh, it, it, especially when they put the, the masks on. Yeah, when they're in the airport, they have the masks on, and then um, that guy is like, oh, I got COVID like five times. Don't even worry oh, about right. it. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't know how I felt about it. Like, like, it feels very of the time, but at the same time, like, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how I feel about COVID creeping up in, like, the media I watch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like, oh, March 2020. Like, I, I have a very specific, like, I'm like, that's right, right before people were able to get vaccines and stuff, uh, generally. And I didn't think about it at all at first because they, th- that scene is after Denny's. But I'm like, oh, okay. So all these people are just, like sitting inside of a restaurant without any masks on. Or yeah, anything. that's chilling. And yeah. uh... I mean, pe- people are doing that, but it's still very chilling. <laughs> yeah. It's still chilling. And then they're at the airport, and I'm, it was very early in the movie. I'm like, this is annoying uh, <laughs> to incorporate this. Because at first I'm like, you know, I'm totally fine with paranormal activity being in an alternate universe. It doesn't need to be our war- like our perspective of what like our dimension is or whatever Mm -hmm. um but then i was also thinking of it just logistically it's like maybe you have to wear masks to film in an airport like when Mm. they're actually shooting this movie so i'm like uh whatever like at first i was annoyed but i'm like well it's maybe just a logistic thing i actually have the kind of the opposite take on it in, in the sense that if there is a franchise that should have a COVID storyline, it probably is Paranormal Activity because it is doing the verite. Like, it is meant to be actual footage that somebody found and, you know, published. Like, that's the the conceit. 30 days from Mika Sloat's death. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, they should have really done that if they wanted to really lean into COVID thing. Like, you're isolated and, like, a one or two person home again, but, like, like, a sickness outside and do, like, the demon of sickness and pestilence inside the home. That's scary. Yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot of movies that would be better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that if there is like, like I, I agree with you, Connery, where it's like I don't know that I would, I don't, I don't know that I really want anything to be talking about it yet, mm-hmm. um, especially because they all seem to do it wrong. Yeah, um, it always seems very heavy-handed or like too flippant almost. It's like it's weird. Yeah, or like you season three drops a line that acknowledges that COVID existed, but it's still set in like our time. But it's just that no one huh. is wearing masks ever, huh? Um, and so it's just like that, 
or or like Superstore did a season with COVID stuff, but they were just like always taking off their masks so you could see the pretty faces of the stars. Uh. Um, and it's just like you can't start a scene with a mask to acknowledge COVID and then just take it off and do a scene. St- it just that always take it off wrong. to like scream at somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, supposedly the third David Gordon Green Halloween movie is gonna acknowledge covid and its impact on haddonfield and that shit i don't need i don't need to know what mm. laurie strode and michael myers were up to during the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> <laughs> well, i just had to stay inside you know michael myers <laughs> did my vaccinated. part <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely did Look, i'm not gonna let my sickness kill me i got shit to do he's he's been wearing a mask since 1978 he's a <laughs> he's a very what do you guys think of the final design of Sarah? I'm just staring at the monster behind Tyler. Oh, I forgot it was still there on the, on yeah. the background. Is it, is it? Can you see it better if I go that way or the other way? I can see what you were just doing, the the left, I guess. Oh, there we go. I've, I yeah. have my notes up. Uh, I mean, I think you guys know how I feel about it already. <laughs> so it was like Smeagol cos- I, cosplay. I also told Connery over text, it's like a mixture of Gollum and like a Power Ranger villain. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan. But maybe that's too brutal. Brandon, um, what about you? I think, well, the, the specific image that uh, Tyler has in his background, which is the, like, first, or the really only, like, full close-up shot that you get of the monster, mm-hmm. that looks pretty bad. Um, yeah. It does look like an orc and an elf mashup from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Um, or the Urukai or whatever, the spooky ones. It's definitely the Urukai, yeah. Um, but I, I think that that... The reason that I mean it's a very generic creature design, but the reason mm-hmm. that that kind of creature design exists is because it has been tremendously effective in the past, and I think it's mm-hmm. reasonably effective here. Um, I for me, I mean, have you have you seen the movie Wreck, which is the Spanish movie that Quarantine is based on? No, mm, I've seen. I think I've seen parts of it, but never the whole thing. Okay, because there the, there's a final act creature. Um, in wreck that is probably not the first time that something's looked like that because there's always a time before you know anything um yeah. but that is what i think of as like the ur text of like that kind of specific creature design yeah and like messed up face spindly arms and they're just like ah yeah and, and that's played by javier botet who's the like the monster oh. actor of oh, okay of now like I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly what horror franchises you've done, but you've probably encountered him somewhere. I'm pretty um, sure he's in like Crimson Peak, which is not a franchise, but yeah. Like. <laughs> and he's he's in Insidious Four, and he's okay. in the It movies, and he's he's everywhere. He's tremendous. He's really good. Um, but like him breathing life into that character is why it's so effective, and mm-hmm. everyone else is just kind of yeah. doing paler, imi- literally pale um, imitations of it. <laughs> But it still has a crumb of something. Yeah. I do prefer this over if it was like a Cthulhu kind of monster, because I feel like that's really overdone nowadays. Like, Ghost Dimension, uh, Toby uses a lot of like tentacle-y things at a certain point. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And like, I haven't seen Arrival since it came out, uh, the sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also the... Denis Villeneuve, right? Yeah. Um, I liked I liked that movie a lot. I think it uh, it looks gorgeous, too, but... Um, at the time, I was just being all like stuck up about like the aliens just being squids. I thought they're like <laughs> squids meets an elephant. That's what I kind of liked about them. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, they're just squids, and they use ink, like or they're octop- octopuses, octopi. <laughs> uh, 
it should be something like totally interdimensional. Like I've always thought like if my theory of aliens is that we can't even like perceive what they look like. But Ooh. that was just like a dumb headcanon thing that I had seeing that movie. <laughs> but Do not just, be like, afraid. Sometimes when, sometimes when aliens uh, look like creatures or demons that look like creatures on Earth, sometimes. Uh, but do you think it should be some un, un you should you want if anything sounds you want more Cthulhu mythos or it's an unknowable creature that will drive you insane you can't well, fathom it. I guess to pare down what I'm actually trying to say is I prefer it being like a human body kind of like this over it being like a squid monster. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I know obviously uh, those aren't the two only two options obviously but I just feel like that's another thing that's very popular right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I don't know if you guys have seen the Empty Man. Uh, it came out like last year. No, but I, I've heard no. good things about it. There is a very similar thing to the bone throne in this, uh, bone which throne. I f- feel like I need to say as Bone Saw in Spider-Man One. Bone throne. The bone throne. <laughs> uh, where there's like a like, it's not really a. Sp- it's very early in the movie, but there's like a skeleton like into the wall that has like a throne of bones around it and everything. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's very, like, creepy to me. That's like, that seems like super. That that's another uh, interdimensional horror kind of thing. Like, uh, I forget the term for that, but just uh, the kind of horror that's uh, oh my god, I can't remember the <laughs> the word um, existential. I guess okay, like yeah. we're much smaller than we think we are. Yeah, um, a little but, existential dread. Yeah, so it's like I like the the throne in this, but and like it just being like crouched over like Amadeus being crouched over at the beginning mm-hmm. but then like wakes up and then it just yeah I, I don't know there's probably so many things going on that <laughs> that go into developing a costume like a, a whole body makeup and everything and just like when you need to shoot it and stuff but yeah overall it was just not super effective for me hmm. long way of saying it didn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah it works tis good I don't know. What, what else, you guys? What what I more know. do we need to talk about in Paranormal Activity? The Marked... Not the Marked... No, I said The Marked Ones. <laughs> I, I would, the Marked Ones is a great movie, as opposed to this one. <laughs> it certainly is better than this one. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm looking through my notes, and I, we cover pretty much everything, except for the random yeah. moment where... Um, Asmodeus kills someone and then the camera goes into slow motion because they established that it could earlier. That part sucks. <laughs> I thought that'd be like some crucial thing to be like identify something within frames because they're taking like a thousand pictures per second. So maybe it's something unperceivable to the human eye. I'm like, okay, there's going to be something with this. And like, we're going to see things like the human eye can't see in like slow motion frames every now and then. But no, you just kind of throw that away. You know, yeah. I, do, I do need to be better as a podcaster it's to not just say that thing sucks although it is fun to say uh don't elaborate david lynch david lynch never elaborates why should you (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) uh no last episode i was just like uh kind of crapping on paramount plus and i'm like you know one day I might work on a Paramount Plus show. Uh, you should keep my doors open. Uh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe this is less about like being about articulate things. and more so about protecting your job future. Yeah, there you go. I don't mind being inarticulate, but I should look after my own self-interests. I mean, that's fair. But, yeah. um, but keep it in, Connor. Keep it in. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, uh, I did think of something else. Um, most found footage films do have a problem with justifying why their characters are carrying cameras around into horrifying situations. 
Um, some handle it better than others. This one does not handle it at all because sometimes <laughs> there's just a ghost holding the camera, you know? Yeah. Um, but then doing a slow dramatic push close up on like the ma- on Margot as she's doing a monologue at the monster. Oh, I God. wanted the I wanted to, to cut to the other shot and show uh, Sarah the Sarah monster with a GoPro on her shoulder. <laughs> That's yeah. what I totally thought was going on. It's just like everyone's wearing body cams. Um, but 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 there's um uh there's a bunch of times where it's like the camera guy is hiding from a demon but he turns on the camera with the light and points it at himself and it's like you know that the demon will find you if you're pointing a light at your face <laughs> see you because it's like, like there's a point where it's like the documentary is over turn off the camera yeah because like a, a lot of found footage films like would use the justification that like oh the camera has a night vision thing so if we mm-hmm. look at the screen of the camera we can see in the dark but that's yeah. not what they're doing they just have a no. big ass lamp that they're just pointing at their faces <laughs> and they're actually like oh oh yeah. <laughs> it's a light blasting you in the face I'm so scared yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like um the moment where she um when the, the moment that you liked Tyler I mean the, the there is that scary moment with the the mattress kind of like there's clearly someone sitting on the mattress on top of her mm-hmm. yeah. um but then she like peeks the camera out and points it up at the mattress but that functionally does not allow her her to see what's on the bed <laughs> <laughs> That's true, true. <laughs> Cuz I was <laughs> like going to review the footage yeah, because I was like, I was like, did, does it? Ha- does she have one of those like flippable view screens where she could like see it from the front? But she didn't. She wasn't moving anything, and also no. the, whoever is there would have seen that. And <laughs> just been like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because well, it happens above her, and she doesn't see it, right? Yeah. Oh, well, she because she yeah 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 yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things from this franchise in particular is when they review the footage after recording it. Like mm-hmm. you watch the foot, like especially the first two, absolutely the first one. That's all like Mika does. He like records it, and then he goes and sits at his computer and edits and like looks at all the footage, mm-hmm. it's all the stuff that you just encountered as an audience uh, member, and then he is commenting on everything that you just watched from his perspective. And for some reason, that's just really soothing to me. <laughs> it's like a, a those react videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mika Mika Sloat reacts. Yeah. <laughs> Mika Sloat, YouTuber, canceled for multiple reasons. Uh, Mika's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He, so. We've said he's one of the probably the worst men that exists in horror movies. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a high bar, but he's 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 in there. Yeah, he gets there. I feel like like he's he, on he's at least on a rankings list. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, a a different form of suburban demon. <laughs> <laughs> Suburban evil of Mika Sloat. How, how many years is this after? How many days does this movie take place after the death of Mika Sloat? Like, <laughs> I was going to say, I really wish this this movie started with like 4,000 days after the death of Mika Sloat. <laughs> it's so good. Like he's just, he's not relevant at all, but they just keep bringing it up. Well, like in the marked ones, he just shows up. It's like, oh, what's going on? And then he gets stabbed by Katie. Yeah, uh, so good. I do wish Katie Featherston had shown up to stand around and do nothing like she tends to do. I do love yeah. it, yeah. For some reason, I also love that a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah. like her. Like, it it her. is kind of comforting. It's just like seeing an old friend, even though it's like, Katie! she never furthers the mythology in any meaningful way. But no, it, yeah, she's it's there nice to see her. 
she's there to to what's called to wrap up the bodies. That's her job. Like she's oh. she's what's called killed so many people. Her body count, I feel like, is higher than anybody else in the movies. Is the yeah, she just, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, the cleanup <laughs> girl. No, you you got there first. You earned it. <laughs> uh, I could work on uh, not cutting people off on a podcast. <laughs> I'm the host of. No, you're a podcast host. That's literally your job is to cut. People yeah, I was off. gonna say. How are they going to hear your words if you don't cut them off? (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'll edit it out to make sure to make it look like you never cut anyone off. You'll edit me out, so he'll just be responding to. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say I'll edit to make it look like you're not cutting anybody off. (laughs) I know. Um, I think that's like literally everything in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not literally. I know someone's going to correct me on that, but figuratively. I grew up in California. What do you want? He did literally grow up in California. I did like literally like also um, um, grow up in California. (laughs) You grew up near Carlsbad. I mean, I grew up as close to Carlsbad as Oxnard is in the Mark ones when they're like, isn't that close close to here? Why not? Two hours away. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brennan, how would you rank all the Paranormal Activity movies? Oh, shit. Okay, um, like I said, I'm I'm going off my, I, I'm actually planning a, a more thorough rewatch of the older ones pretty soon. Mm. Um, but let me think. Uh, I'll have to give them a more general ranking. Yeah, for sure. Um, like the marked ones, part one and two are for sure my top three. Um, those are the ones that I think about the most and have the most fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, the next would be Paranormal Activity three, which I did not like that much when I saw it in the theaters. And partially because the trailer promised a bunch of scares that were then cut from the movie. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. I think so, I heard about that. Yeah, they did that a lot with these movies. Um, so when I rewatch it, I might like it more, but I did not like it at the time. Um, but then, the f- I guess four, and then the ghost dimension in this one. Th- those three are vying for my least favorite, but I don't know... Which I would choose. This one is freshest, so I'm most mad at it, but uh, they're all pretty bad. <laughs> what, what about enough. you? <laughs> yeah, Connery, what do you, what's, what's your rankings? I guess my rankings will go, I'm digging into the vault, and Niles is crying really hard. I might have to pick him up after I, can, uh, I, I can go, go first do my rankings. Want. Oh, yeah, go go first. I'm going to go just grab him because he's really not having fun. Okay. Bring out the uh, ghost dog. <laughs> That's a different movie. Uh, I would rank them one, three, two, f- uh, four, five, six, seven. So that's oh, just a a, a a downward slide. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, one is just like so classic. Like again, the first time I ever saw it was like a month ago. Um, obviously, the quality is very bad, but I just like the whole concept of. I mean, that's just, that's, it made so much money, but it was just, like, shot for so little. And it's kind of inspiring as a filmmaker, even though it's probably cliche to say at this point, like, 15 years after the fact. Um, it's, uh, and, and just uh, keeping it to a small location, like mm-hmm. a house, and just never going outside of it, really. There's barely anybody else that comes in. Um, I just, I really enjoyed that. 
And then three, yeah, I like some of the scares are, I, I like some of the scares, like the Toby ghost in the kitchen where he's like under the sheet. Oh, where it's like panning back and forth on the fan. I remember that. That's yeah. a good scare. That one's yeah, great. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, they do Bloody Mary. Uh, I don't know, just, I can't even pinpoint specific things other than that. Uh, but I thought I liked second, the second best when I first saw it, but, um, oh, I think the dad, oh no, that's the fourth one. I like the dad in the second one a lot, but then I realized that he's like also a shitty dude. <laughs> uh, and then the fourth one, that's the real, that's the real actual cool dad. Who they're, um, the real cool they're showing they're sh- they're showing him ghost footage and everything he's just like wow you made that you edited that that's amazing i can't even use my cell phone like, my wife doesn't know how to chop bell peppers <laughs> and then he just walks away it's like not considering that it's real at all and uh the fourth one also has the connect camera and that's like that- we we're talking about ed- edibles earlier and i didn't have an edible during that movie but i'm like for some reason this movie would just be soothing for me to just like have an edible and walk, look at things through a Kinect camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Oh, but but um, you were talking about Hereditary earlier. I don't want uh, if you've, uh, you know what? I'll mildly spoil Hereditary because it's been yeah, that's okay. Enough. We've all seen yeah. it. Um, but yeah, in the third act of that movie, I was like, has nobody here seen Paranormal Activity four? They're just doing this. Yeah. So <laughs> I was unimpressed. I was like, okay, moving on. I don't care. <laughs> That's yeah, especially at the end of four. Like I, I like four a lot, and then the ending is just like way too much. When there, there's like hundreds oh, yeah. it's, of it's, witches in the road. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's seeing this. It's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. When Lily was watching Predator the other day, we were talking about that too. I'm just like, man. And now after seeing Paranormal Activity, like, I'm, I'm Ari Aster must have watched some of these movies, right? Like, it, it could be just be a coincidence. But maybe he was slightly influenced by paranormal paranormal activity. Who knows? I think so. That's art. Um, um, my ones are probably going to be Paranormal Activity 1, Paranormal Activity 4, Paranormal Activity 3. Wait, wait, wait. Start over. You have to use all the fake names. Oh, God. Okay. Paranormal Activity. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And then, uh, what's it called? Paranormal activity. Then I said paranormal, paraformal activity for, um, paranormal activity three, <laughs> paranormal activity two, or par- what was the book? Pac- activity, right? Paranormal activity was that. <laughs> we use, re- there's a lot of recycled ones in this, I feel like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, paranormal activity is number four, uh, marked ones. And then uh, Ghost Dimension, and then this one, and last. Paranormal Plus. Paranormal Plus. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did not like the marked ones. I, I had a good time with that one. It's fun, but at the same time, it was kind of like, meh to me. I mean, if you're watching bit. them all in a row, that's probably not helpful. Yeah, it, it grates on you a little bit, where you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, uh-huh. I would probably like it more if I saw it like in a theater, especially at the time it came out. Um but it was just by the. I was feeling that way by the third and fourth one, but there were things in there that I liked, and then you know the Mark ones does different th- changes things up as well. Uh, Look, shake things up. It's but. it's got a dude shooting a witch in the face, which is pretty radical. Good. Yeah, that <laughs> it is good. That is one of the better parts. Yeah. Um, other parts where it's like it feels kind of chronicle e. Um, mm. I was like, all right, like I mean, it's cool. It's just not my thing. I'd rather. I like the style of the older ones. So. Yeah. 
That's um, why you know they're popular. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're popular because they're good. But, uh, because because. All right, those are our rankings on Paranormal Activity franchise. But before we go, we have to do our other usual segment. Beyond critical thought, beyond comprehension, enter a new dimension of movie reviews. These are the Letterbox Logs. Dun dun dun. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you, Connery. <laughs> uh, so we just cover, we just go over uh, people's Letterbox reviews of these movies and try to find some fun ones. I'm going to start one with the Letterbox user, Brennan Klein. Hey! hey. <laughs> paranormal activity next of kin desperately achingly boring and slathered in found footage conceits so ill-conceived and cheap that it's insulting ah! like if you want to have multiple angles and musical stings don't make a found footage movie you wanker <laughs> i One like star. the wanker in the end That's yeah the wanker is a nice addition thank you it's comical and mean at the same time yeah. <laughs> that's my vibe <laughs> <laughs> this is from helen on letterboxd uh, don't look up any. Okay, sorry. Don't look up anything weird. Immediately Google's demons. <laughs> Looks, like <you> got a... <laughs> Looks like you got a Bagul problem. <laughs> is Bagul something they say in the movie? Because I thought that was going to happen. Bagul is the demon from Sinister. Oh. <laughs> Sinister! So, a joke I didn't understand, but was still funny. <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. This is from. Uh, Nader Palavani, also known as Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, also known as The Village 2. Yeah. Moo, a Medea farm. (laughs) Smeagol, a loader story. (laughs) The Vitch 2. Babe 3, Pigs in the Barn. (laughs) Amish Witch Project. Uh Resident Evil Origins, that's pretty close. Uh, Burning Man. Uh, Wreck, Return of Medeiros. I don't understand that one. That well, uh, the, um, the the monster I was talking about, um, uh, like kind of the the original of that, you know, kind of pale genre monster played by Javier Botet. That is uh, La Niña Medeiros from the end of Rick. Gotcha. Um, Red, Hereditary Two, A Midsummer Night. <laughs> That's my favorite. And Fun Run Five, Ghost Run, and uh, <laughs> he gave it a uh, two stars. So good. There we have it, folks. Lovely. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening. And uh Brennan Klein, thank you so much for joining us. Uh yes, thank you. you You're uh, welcome. Spiced up our podcast with your presence. <laughs> thank your you. Insight I'm, I'm was just very like welcome. Paul Atreides. Yeah, I was like up everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make like a paranormal activity pun, but then I just went straight to Dune for some reason. <laughs> That's the quality content you get on the franchise, everybody. It's but, what um, you want. Yeah, Brandon, do you have anything to plug before we go? Um, well, uh, anything that I'm up to, you can find on my Twitter at it's raining brands. Um, <laughs> that's kind of where all of my that's my hub of everything that I do. Ah, excellent, Connery. What do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other amazing friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on either uh, SoundCloud or the Apple po- Apple iTunes app. Uh, yeah, that's it. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice for any photo shoots I may be doing and posting. And follow me on Twitter, same name at Tiami Vice for any uh, 
other people's jokes that I'm retweeting. <laughs> and occasional random tweets I'll send like, who's better, Michael Madsen or Mads Michelson? <laughs> and Did you ever get a result? No, nobody, nobody responded. <laughs> Hold on. I don't think I follow you on Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll change that. But I'm also... Yeah, nev- I'm, I'm yeah nev- I got one more follower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also never on Twitter, so you'll have to just message me your uh, your polls, and then I'll vote <laughs> And yes, I know his name's not Michelson. I know it's Mickelson. I was making it once again. Please, (laughs) the fictional men are flogging Tyler. (laughs) This is the quality content you get with just knowing that I exist. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please give us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you to Grayson Hanson for our work and Nick Burka for our music. And until next time. Hey uh, Connery, do you see what that says on the uh, on the church? Can you can you translate that for me? It's in German. I can't. I don't know German. Sweet, nice wiener. That's what he says. It's what he says. It's what he said. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>